0: Okay. Alrighty. Uh, welcome, welcome back to Three stages of Basketball podcast. It's episode thirty-six. Um, I I don't really know if there's any intro I want to give today. I I think that we're gonna have a uh a fun one from all the conversations we've had before this pod even started. So I guess I'm just gonna buckle up. Um, but I mean, is there any place that that you that you guys want to start? Get and and remember that we you know don't want to front load this thing because we want to keep the you uh, want to keep <laughs> the So. So, is there anything light that we can start off with that we can not get too crazy about? Because we're gonna get yeah. crazy later.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll start. Okay, um, then. and I'll start with a question to Brady. And okay. um, obviously, uh, you guys were both at breakdown this past weekend um, <laughs> in Minnesota. Saw so some good basketball. I'm sure we'll get into it. But my first question to you is: I want to know your overall experience watching uh providence play with eric
0: beside you oh lord why do you have to put me on the spot for that (laughs) (laughs) um so i don't know how to describe eric as anything other than a fan of providence (laughs) academy i think that's like just the best way to describe it Um, do you think he shows
1: bias to providence
0: yes yes Mm. listen i i know i know we've had this conversation and i I don't know if we said it on the pod but but uh um you know Eric, you can say all the nicknames, but I am not. Mad Madden, Madden Greenway does not think he's biased, but I think that's a little, a little <laughs> silly. Um, and uh I think everyone else also knows that. Um, but he definitely does show bias towards uh towards uh, Providence Academy. I think I think to say anything else would be flat out lying to the to the audience, which I am not a fan of doing. Um yeah, no, it's uh it I I think personally um it wasn't as bad um as I'm sure sometimes it would be watching Providence Academy with them. Like if it were a state title game. And things were not going Providence Academy's way. I feel like he could get he get real restless. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, listen. Eric, he he's he's talking about the officiating during the game. <laughs> he's talking about he's talking about everything. He's like, oh man, I don't even really know how to. It. I'll I'll call it an experience and just leave it at that, and just leave everything else the imagination of your mind. I, th- I think is the best way to put it because I don't really know if I can you know put it into words. It's just an experience. My rebuttal is: I
2: was almost in tears when uh, Michaela Warner used my move and Listen, we are past this. we no. passed
0: this. We've, we've...
2: I was in. T- I was cheering for her to hit every three she took. I was on board with McKenna War or Michaela Warner.
0: What, are, what about Cardin? You don't even know. On board with what she was doing? No. Okay. See, there you go. He's a fan. <laughs> By the well, way, shout out Cardin okay. for playing well and in, in that game too.
1: Um, okay, my follow-up question to that is, you already mentioned it a little bit, but uh, Brady, you've now been to obviously the breakdown, uh, and you you've seen that a uh, a team that Eric is a big fan of, uh, not not just due to the players, but maybe potentially coaching as well.
0: No, um, no, no, not potentially. We don't. We can take yeah.
1: that out. And <laughs> um, obviously, Providence. Uh, but you've also been to a game at Minnesota with them. How was that yes. experience, and how was it
0: uh, like or uh, dissimilar
1: to um, your um, experience this past weekend?
0: So, um, upon reflection, because you and I had this conversation yesterday, um, um, to to clue in the the audience, and I did say that uh I I think it might be it might be more intense watching a like highly um competitive Providence game than it would be a Minnesota game personally um because uh i i think he's more invested in in the success of providence academy than he is minnesota at times so i think there's some times where he just assumes that minnesota is going to lose like the yukon game he probably was he, he probably went in there <laughs> like yeah you know we're probably not going to win this game but i'm going to be you know like a like a gopher till i die like da that all that I don't think he goes into any game expecting Providence Academy to be anything less than a 30 point winner in every game. And if it's not that he gets a little, he gets a little, he gets a little antsy. Um, so, so the Hornville game in the grand scheme of things means like nothing to, to to either team really. It's just more of like a, I mean, it's a real game, but in, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. Um, but if I, if that were a state title game and um, also um, talk. We'll talk about it later, but Rainey Walson hitting seven threes and scoring 41 points. I am sure that he would not have been very happy watching that if that were at a state, state championship game. I think he may have uh, made himself, uh, you know, hurt if something like that happened.
2: I knew Mike, so, would, uh, I knew Mike Ray would score more. I knew the Mike with would score more.
0: scored 43. It's not like this kid scored like in a triple, triple
2: double and a triple double. Good. Yeah, I'm not
0: saying she wasn't, I'm not saying she wasn't good. I'm just saying, like, um, if it were a in like a regular season Minnesota game compared to like a postseason Providence game, and we're talking like like competitive games back and forth. Eric is much more, um, out of his seat and like getting after it during a Providence game than a Minnesota game. Easy.
2: We also have All to right. tell we also have to tell Mason, um, literally to the day, the exact day, because he said he went to a golfer game with me, the exact day one year earlier. Brady brought an a, a double overtime game when the Gophers beat Penn State in double overtime. So on that day, it just must be double overtime game at the barn for Gophers. Because the exact same day, two years in a row with Brady and Minnesota, two double overtime victories.
0: I think I think that's more down to um Penn State deciding to foul 93 feet from the basket with a second left on the clock. I think that's probably what brought that one to Minnesota no more than told, just me. But no one told him to be stupid. I, I well, no one did. Sometimes you just gotta be stupid sometimes. <laughs> Let's
1: hope that we don't look at the Minnesota schedule for next year and on December 2nd, uh, they're playing Chicago State because we would not want <laughs> a double overtime game. <laughs> but Six it is are... double overtime. Yes. Um, huh? okay, my last question pertaining to this situation, just so we can uh hold some good stuff for later as well. Um, Brady, this is a simple yes or no question. Um
0: I'm not gonna say at those.
1: when when you are no. When when you and Eric are watching this game, or or obviously when you're not there and Eric's just watching games, if uh, and and we have a lot of trouble with Eric with this as well, um, but say say Madden is driving down the lane, getting ready to lay up, and she slips, but there's a defender there that's like two feet away, doesn't touch her, she just slips. Yes or no? Do you think Eric would start yelling about? The referee's missing a call there.
0: Okay. Um can I add a little bit to yes? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes, and he did that. <laughs> oh my god. Not even close. <laughs> Listen, okay. I, I will add I will add this because Connor, uh Coach Guess, Connor. Um oh, he, <laughs> he okay. Um what's, what, so hey, he what, actually, what's
1: his nickname? Do you have a nickname for him yet, Eric? C
2: Money. Pop and now papa see money see money yeah
0: also congrats on to connor for for being a dad shout, shout out to connor but uh he did Here, come up to us amount. after the game no. <laughs>
2: no i love ashley i i was so happy
0: <laughs> well he came up to us after the game and talked to us for for a little bit because he actually asked us you know did you see anything that happened with i believe it was yes. madden's fourth foul third. um and a third my bad um and uh i genuinely just like where it was like i was just blocked off for me so i'm like yeah i don't know i'm guessing she swiped on the backside and they and that's what they call eric's like she didn't follow her she didn't Didn't even see her guarantee he didn't (laughs) even see her (laughs) because i didn't even see her she was concealed by she was concealed by a six foot Michaela werner and a six two hope counts there's no shot he saw her but he immediately without even hesitating goes uh no she didn't touch her
2: (laughs) based on the amount of time she got whomped to
0: the ground and no listen,
1: call
0: listen man's madden's incredibly talented and obviously a gifted score but that kid likes to throw our body around like nobody's business <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know how many of those are, are fouls and how many of those aren't <laughs> but All that kid is... see what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so what, what you're I mean. saying is
1: is she has the trait of caitlin clark of being able to draw some fouls that might not be a foul
2: she's yet to punch That's- someone She's yet to so punch. I don't someone.
1: think I don't think Kayla Clark ever punched someone. I think she shoved a girl.
2: Michigan State last year lining up. Um, she would, just went boop as she went through and got called for an intentional foul. In Michigan State, she punched a girl.
0: If you told me that man did that, I also wouldn't be super surprised. But she gave a light tap and said, get off me at the state tournament. Just just notice, just notice the way he describes both these situations. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all you really need to know. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like Eric introduced me to Madden. Super nice kid, super bubbly personality. Like, all all told, awesome kid. But that kid plays on edge all the time. <laughs> like,
2: all the time. <laughs> Not true. And you, honest. And we'll we'll get to the game later, Mason. She actually told on herself because she knocked the ball out of bounds, and it wasn't her fault because she had she was the ref like blue ball, and she actually looked. She was like, like she knew she like she was like her facial expression gave away that she knew she touched it. She knew it was off her. The kid's honest to a fault.
1: So did she sit? Did she tell the ref that it was actually off on her? Did she just give that remark? No, no, her? no,
0: no. Actually, wait. You're, you're going to love this. You're going <laughs> to love this because because the first thing that she did was make that face. Then Eric told Madden to not do that anymore, <laughs> and <laughs> and to just take the ball out. <laughs> so just I did, I said good effort, Madden
2: on
1: defense, and she just smiled and waved. So what you're saying, Brady, is Eric is turning into the Bishop Garrigan newspaper writer?
0: No, nothing will ever
1: top that. Nothing oh will ever top God. that.
0: No, So no, you're no, no. Saying Eric, that... You don't want it. You don't want to know him, Eric. You, you don't.
1: <laughs> so, so you're, so you're not saying that as as Maden gets close to some, you know, whatever scoring record. If if she does break one, or maybe she's already broken it, whatever. Sure.
0: Well, uh, he already did. He already you, did that. But
1: you don't think that didn't... Eric's gonna sit there on the
0: baseline and scream, you know, how many more points she needs? Nope, because he didn't do it for the sixty point game last year. He didn't uh, do it. For... So. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not yeah. he's not that crazy. Also shout out uh shout out to Molly Joyce for having to, you know, get an earful from that guy. She's getting pressed by Newell Fonda for ninety-four feet for an entire game. Just being told how far Audie Crooks is away from the record. That's I, I hope, hope she's doing well. Yeah. I hope she's doing well at, at Truman State because she needs she needs a break. <laughs> yeah, she's probably very happy to be away from
1: that guy. Public team probably is. He was not a party. He was not a party. <laughs> Um, he was not, I alright. almost saw him. He almost fell off his chair and I almost laughed very hard because I don't think he was going to be able to recover from that. <laughs> um, right. Oh, the other thing, the other thing that I want to ask or, or just actually put out there in the, the, um, uh, podcast sphere, I guess you could say. Um, so Minnesota is playing or, or really any team actually for that for the most part. Uh, so Brady, Eric and I are obviously in a group chat. Um, during basketball season, I have to mute said group chat
0: um,
1: because it causes me anxiety. Uh, But I just wanted to pull up something that we talked about back when Minnesota is playing North Dakota State. Obviously, Minnesota played very well, beat North Dakota State pretty handily. Um, And then this is pretty much what stopped my interaction during basketball season. Um, When Eric said that, uh, a North Dakota State player just decked someone in the face. Um, Mara. And yes. <laughs> and um, that he then said that they're too pathetic <laughs> to not be down 20. And then I sent a screen grab of what happened. Mara ran into the player's elbow. No, nothing was elbowed. Mara elbowed herself in the face essentially and then eric said um an elbow to the face did which obviously yeah there was an elbow to the face Mm -hmm. uh but then he also said anything above neck should be an automatic flagrant one usually it is yes and i said and then you said no kid can't can't have it up by the neck or face of a player it's the same in all levels so then i Sent a screenshot of a Maya Battle Trying to post up with her arm On the neck of a North Dakota State player And I said "Didn't why wasn't this a foul And he said She's short The elbow isn't by her (laughs) eye It's by where her neck is supposed To be which
2: (laughs) No one has ever heard Erica being reasonable
1: Yeah Yeah, I, I think The funniest part about the whole thing Was it's supposed to be by where her neck is, or it's by where her neck is. But two minutes before that, he said a kid can't have it up by the neck of a player. So since the Gophers were doing it, it was okay.
0: I I think I I think that Mason has failed to realize that there's no talking to Eric um, with any kind of reason during any Gopher or Providence game. I think if you tell him, <laughs> anything, he's just gonna just immediately disagree with you. I think, and and I don't even think it's for. Um, I don't even think it's him just being, um, you know, just saying no to, for the sake of saying no. I think he just, in his heart of hearts, fully believes that the Gophers can do no wrong, like in every sense of every sense of the saying. And I, I just don't think that you completely understand that yet. Like after I, I watched I, him, after I watched him yell, like at a Penn at a Penn State, Minnesota game. Said I said nothing I,
2: about the UConn loss. I said nothing. I said
1: nothing. That's about because you UConn. said they were going to get beat by the like
0: Tony. Correct. Well, no. He also he also said our friend, a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, not I mean, kind of not really. Um, K. should stop making floating threes.
2: No, make like, them every time against Texas and NC State, and make those this, runners at this, the buzzer. This, this, this
0: is this is what this is what every game comes with. Every minute, I like you know. Um, Mason also asked me if I think Eric enjoy Eric enjoys watching basketball. Not like, really. For, like, Exactly. <laughs> I said, no, I said, I said, no, I don't think he does. <laughs> that is not I true. did ask
1: you that.
2: We love watching <laughs> Hopkins.
1: This was right after the conversation that apparently you and Brady had. And then I tried to kind of have it in the group chat about uh, how pissed off you were at Katie Denebier for being good <laughs> at basketball because she scored 30 <laughs> points against Minnesota.
2: She's great. Just not as good as Marm
1: <laughs> <laughs> but why are you trashing on her
2: i'm you know why i love no, people I that if they're because i said the same you guys can confirm when it came to the lehigh thing i said this remember when what's her name the re, Kenzie kramer sorry blanked on it she did that banking shot and she turned and did this to the crowd if you're gonna run your mouth and you're going to be cocky, you better make sure the clock's says 0.00 because you look stupid if the if you lose after holding your hand for 10 seconds after hitting threes and lose, turning the ball over with 10, 20 seconds because you apparently forget how to play basketball and just stop and talk to your teammate and you get picked off for the layup to tie it up. Or when Mara Braun hits a game winner against Kenzie Kramer, that's all great. Just make sure the clock's says 0.00 when you run your mouth. That's my only thing. So I will remind them if they act cocky or they do arrogant stuff, you lose. Win and then do it.
0: What are you talking but, about? But they literally I'm won the talking- NCAA last year. They won so many games.
2: They what? They what won so many about? games. Last I'm
1: year. talking about Katie Dinnerbeer. Katie Dinnerbeer does not run her mouth.
2: <laughs> well, when I rewatched it, she had a lot of holding these while she ran back. I'm like, girl, game ain't over. Oh,
1: oh, oh, okay. Yeah,
2: Girl, game in over. They
1: call the yeah. Okay, Eric, this is a misunderstanding. I, I've already she tried. Call, I tried this. You didn't no, tell me. No. You said nothing that, about it,
2: Brady. You just said, Uh-oh. "Okay,
1: no, Eric, that's a misunderstanding." They call their defense. She calls that's their defense I by, hold, by holding by <laughs> holding her hand up.
2: Okay, so after it's she, either a free, want, she just hold it up, that's the defense. Well, then fine. Yes. I take what I say back then because I thought she was holding it up to act like she did something. No, they call
1: the defense. If you also after every offensive made bucket. If you also watch it back and look at their bench, they are also holding their hands up. It's either a one or a five. I promise you.
2: Well, then fine. I take it back. Then she was just calling defense. Fine.
0: I literally said this. You did not say that. I literally said said this this on Saturday. (laughs) No, what do you say? You're like, you like it when other people do it, just not against your team. No, I literally said that. I think that they were calling that. that, I think that they're calling a defense. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. I would I would
1: bet fifty dollars that Katie Denebier has never trash talked in her life.
0: I mean
2: she can after Thunday.
1: God. All right. No, well all let's right. uh let, let's okay. let's save some of the heavy stuff for, for later. I wanted <laughs> to give shout out
2: before we started here because we actually as Brady said had a really good weekend, but we actually like met and actually well, like we'd known these people, but we like got to talk with them. I didn't I didn't know everybody. Already- Okay, so me and Brady next last Thursday, we went down to Delano and got to see our super fan Rebecca Danielson. We got to see her twice. Both games. Shout out Delano had some excellent wins and like blowout victories both times. She was a sweetheart. Shout out to her on the pod. We also got to hang out with Mi Heather Johnson. another sweetheart. Super fun to hear her talk about the game, get to know her. She was actually the one who used my Drake tickets because I was sitting next to Brady for the tournament. So I was excited that my Drake tickets went to good use to go watch the good game. And then I, we talked, Brady took one of my shout outs, but I wanted to give a shout out to Papa C. Money and one of my favorite human beings, one of the nicest human beings in the world, Ashley. Shout out on being a not just going to be upcoming parents. Papa C. Money is going to be a girl dad. That is Amazing. And so that is very, very exciting. So I want to get all those shout outs to all the amazing people we got to talk with this weekend.
0: Yeah, honestly, the list kind of, it doesn't end. Honestly, it feels like, at least for me, it feels like I talked to so many people this weekend. It was honestly so fun for me to kind of get out into, you know, Western Wisconsin to go to Rice Lake and, you know, talk to the Shepleys and, you know, kind of catch up with them. And obviously talk to all the people that we got to talk to in, in Minnesota. Like, I honestly just felt like I never ended talking to people, but it was a, it was a blast. But actually, can I... I I actually don't want Eric to talk about Providence I actually want to talk about Providence instead so he doesn't sound hey. like the one who's just like grilling like in like uh, you know. yeah okay um so in honestly that that Hortonville um that Hortonville Providence game might have been the game of the weekend um at uh at breakdown you can make an argument for YZtta uh Rose Rosemont Roseville I always oh, Rose, yeah, Rosemont Rosemont yeah Rosemont yeah that one was a really good one to overtime but um, you get a game that ends 95, 86. Obviously there's been some offense being done there. Um and uh you 89, know, you
2: 85.
0: T- yeah, Brady, what? why are we letting you talk about it if you don't know the score? It, it was, my, was literally Mount why was nine was
2: eighty nine eighty. I'm, I'm talking 85. I'm
0: talking about I'm talking about problems. Oh, My besties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, at least he didn't use the H rank this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, also definitely no bias in that in whatsoever, but <laughs> um yeah anyway um so obviously there's offense had we talked about madden having 43 in a, in a triple double which obviously is insane um but you know just to talk about some of the other kids that that providence had so eric um doesn't just like talk about how they're they're his favorites um for the <laughs> next 20 minutes um so i really um i really liked um um bro Honecker. um obviously that kid just hits big shots pretty much whenever she gets open um then you know you had hope counts who um at least from what I had been told, um, had not been at her best early on in the season. Um, but she was outstanding in that Hortonville game. I don't even know how many points she had, but she just kind of made anything that came her way after she missed her very first free throw of the game. Um, she made every free throw that she had. She finished around the rim really well in kind of creative ways, kind of up and unders, um, reverse layups, put some English on it, hit a corner three as well, which was really big for them um and just overall it was like a really really positive presence for them um and you know um i thought she was great um then you know i know eric um loves the greenways more than anything else but i thought beckett did a really good job um guarding back, up back. uh yeah so she's i mean i don't even know how tall she is she's probably about like five two um some, son- so she's like
1: two inches taller than you or so uh
0: yeah yeah about um but uh yeah. Um. So she. So she actually guarded Rainey Wilson for a little bit. Um. And you know, obviously, you know, in in a sense, she can only do so much, especially when Rainey's on the heater that that she was on on that day. But you know, she's super competitive. I mean, she gets after. I mean, she had a corner three. Um. As well, she had a little bit involved in the offense and just in general the the amount of um effort she puts in without really ever um needing to do anything offensively and just kind of always being engaged is like really impressive for a kid that's what a class of 2029 20, eric does that seven. sound
2: right yeah, seven. Yep, seven grader.
0: yeah especially that young going against a kid who's you know going to be playing power five basketball in two years um and uh, ari peterson is going to be one of the better kids probably in minnesota in, in that class because i mean that kid is incredibly athletic i mean i got a still shot of, of just the tip off with her and michaela werner and it was just kind of funny just kind of seeing how much higher she got than, than michaela who's not like unathletic in her own right Um, but yeah, just in general, like the way Providence plays is just super entertaining to watch. Um, they, they send pressure up pretty much defensively right when the ball gets put in and, uh, they kind of don't care if that kid gets beat because it's leading to either one, um, turnovers or two super quick shots and, you know, quick shot for, um, Providence is essentially just going to be a turnover because once that ball gets in Madden's hands she's just absolutely flying at the rim going the other way. Um so that's kind of how this team is putting up as many points as they have been is because there's just nothing but chaos going on in in the most controlled sense possible which makes them just super dangerous especially when you have a kid who can go on a 100 run at like any time in the game even if she's played poorly for her standards. Um so yeah, I mean I don't know of any other team in Minnesota that played better um at at least the breakdown event but i mean they're as explosive as as it gets um honestly it would be a real fun game to watch them and johnson just to kind of see how many points that they can put up because it's uh they're going to light that scoreboard up like a christmas tree um you know whether one team wants to really play defense or not it kind of doesn't matter <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I thought that Providence was was really good. I I mean, obviously they don't have a kid like Alyssa Sand at, at Albany, which is like kind of their one thing they don't have. Um, but other than that, like they're as complete as as you get, and they're not a big school either, which uh you know this is gonna not be fun for two way schools for the next couple of years in Minnesota. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that, so Eric doesn't have to talk about them because uh I like think we know what he thinks about everyone on that team. So <laughs> I'm gonna. I know that you
1: guys thing. mentioned. Oh yeah, go ahead.
2: You missed the sister to sister connection. We could have played oh. the same theme song because it was Madden to her sister in the corner for her first varsity point. It was like, someone play sister sister. That's all I have to say.
1: Did you jump up and start yelling?
2: I was so close. I was so proud of him back in, like, and then she's playing <laughs> defense. Like, I love that kid. Like, she the just a defensive dynamo, like, just the nicest kid, like, just so unassuming. When she hit the three, I'm like, that's a great, oh, I'm almost in tears.
1: Um, so then I have a question for both of you individually about the weekend. Obviously, you guys said that you, and Brady tweeted this as well, uh, that you guys had met a lot of people that you hadn't previously met and talked to a lot of people and, you know, yada, yada. Uh, Eric, who is, who is your person that you're most excited to meet uh, at the event? Or you know, someone that came up and said, hi, it could be like a media or, you know, a parent or a player, or obviously since I know right. you're so ingrained in Minnesota, you probably Ooh. know everyone. already. But
0: Oh, I, I got, I know, I know one that he's going to say, I, I I, think I do.
2: Wait, so like I had to have first met them or just like got to talk to them this weekend
1: uh, for you. Let's go. Just got to talk to him since Ariel from the Gophers was there. Both <laughs> days. That was so- I love
2: shout out miss breaker gopher assistant there both days. Um, my favorite part of it I told Brady this was so the first night when Brady wasn't there she had her mom with her sweet lady loved meeting her love that um, I want mama at every game because she kind of had the tell of who the Gophers were recruiting for games because she only would clap when the kid that Ariel was recruiting scored but <laughs> so I'm sitting over there watching I'm like she didn't clap we're not recruiting her. But, you know, Amelot, like Camelot, would go ahead or, you know, would score. And she'd clap I'm like, I know who we're going after. So when she was there Saturday morning, I'm like, where's Mama? She's like, oh, she wanted to sleep in. But I'm like, but I don't like I want to know who we're recruiting. She's like, I told her to stop that because she was like, I'm like, I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. So that made my weekend. Oh, and also I have to give him a shout out. I love AC, the coach. Super sweetheart. I mean, I I held off like hugging him, but it was close. Like I was ready to get out of the chair and give him a hug, but Brady's like, "Sit down."
1: What do you like about AC? He's, he's the, the nicest human
2: being, and he tolerates me. Oh, well, that's props. And good. he came over to say hi, and he was just—he's also the reason that I met Emily LaChapelle. So that just is like always high in my book in life.
1: Oh man, um, that's as much as you talk about Emily, that's probably probably one of the more true things you said. Um, <laughs> Brady, who who was who is the person that you got to see this weekend that um, you know meet, see, talk to uh, that you're most excited about, and and why is it Heather Johnson?
0: Uh well, one Heather was. Uh, I mean, it was really cool just to talk to her because I mean, I mean. It feels like everyone that Eric knows in Minnesota is super chatty. Um, and, and Heather is no different. She, you know, is very like a very, uh, you know, easygoing person to talk to. I mean, she has a lot to say and a lot of questions and, you know, uh, very just easygoing and, and enjoyed talking, enjoyed talking to her when we got to talk to her for a little bit. But uh, the, the one person that uh, I would say that I enjoyed meeting the most is actually uh um tiffany morton who's uh one of the assistants at wisconsin honestly because i'd never um interacted with her beforehand and uh i just you know had a had a nice little chat with her and kind of talked to her about the season that they've been having and um just in general like uh how they've uh how they've been and kind of like you know the positive start that they've had and you know kind of just some other stuff um and uh I I thought that that was pretty cool um, because uh, she had, I I guess she knew who I was just because she saw me at Kettle Marine the last weekend. I had no idea if she knew who I knew who I was in the slightest. So pretty cool uh, to get to talk to her. Also, um, uh, also uh, another person that I really want to say, I enjoy talking to whenever I get to see him is, uh, is Reggie. Uh, I I don't know how many people outside of like the media world. know Reggie. I feel like a lot of people know what he looks like, but uh, I, I genuinely don't I could probably talk to Reggie for like eight hours straight about basketball and not get bored, which is, uh, which is always, um, you know, a, f- a fun treat when I get, when I see him in his like six, four frame walking into the gym. So shout, shout out to Reggie as well. <laughs>
2: He's a sweetheart. He was, the our, he, was our, he was our stats li- wizard. Cause like every time we'd be like, I don't know, I think she has this, whatever. And then us, like us two and Grant would just be like, Reggie.
0: I, I didn't know yeah. you you and you and Grant were were all over, especially after that Hortonville Providence game. I needed to know who had more. I needed <laughs> to know. <laughs> also, um, I know I said it before, but I mean for for reasons that I don't really want to super get into. Um, I always love talking to the Shopple's. They're some of my favorite people in, in Wisconsin, so really cool to get to. Although Addie didn't play in that game, it's not like she really had to. Curse. Um yeah. Well, you yeah. have it now if you want if you want to explain it, because you did it. You did it to Presley Watkins, so. You know, that's, it's um, off me now.
2: <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah, also, always super nice to get to talk to the Shepleys. And, you know, really cool to get to see Ellie in, in her senior year before she heads off to, to UNI next year to play basketball and possibly run track if she so decides. So shout, shout out to them too.
1: So did, uh, did she not play because she knew you were coming? Or how, how was Who knows? So I
0: mean, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, Before the game, it looked like she was limping. Maybe not so much afterwards. That's all I'll say. But – <laughs> oh yeah, yeah they went by destroyed it didn't matter yeah it didn't oh, matter so that's
1: why that's why she was not limping yeah
0: <laughs> i tell you what though Winning. um Winning heals everything exactly i mean the one thing i will say though is uh she has a history in, in au at least last summer of uh whenever balls get stuck on the rim um she has a history of going up and just like knocking them out on on her own and um it, it happened again in, in rice lake and you know she was like she was like swaying back and forth in her chair, trying to like find the will to not go up and just try to do it, even though she has a bad leg, but I, I think she could have done it, but yeah, it is what it is. I don't, I didn't really mind. It was more just to kind of, you know, talk to them a little bit and just catch up. But um, yeah, honestly, if she played or didn't play, it didn't really matter. Like they were going to win by 50 anyway. I felt, I was very close to the correct score. I guessed 70 to 25. And I believe it was like three or four points off in either direction. So I, I will just go I'll just go on my days saying that I know ball and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but man, yeah. yeah, I mean, also, um, I had never actually met Rebecca Danielson before before that uh before that trip. So also shout out to to Mrs. Danielson. That was a uh, super fun and obviously a really good weekend for for Delano beating Princeton pretty handily and also beating Stewartville at, at Hopkins two days later. So. Holy handily. Shout, shout out to yeah, also handily. I think they won that one by like twenty. And Stewartville's obviously you know went to three A state title game last year. Delano also very close to beating Beno last year. So, you know, not something to, to sleep on.
2: Eric did not say anything about that game. I just want to mention that on the record, Eric said nothing about that game.
0: Uh, he said everything. Yeah, honestly, you should have heard him. He was singing like a canary.
2: <laughs> Eric <laughs> loves everyone. I want everyone to have fun this season.
0: But he, want, he loves Providence a little bit more than everybody else. Didn't say that. <laughs> you, you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is there is there any other questions about uh the weekend that we had Mason? Although I have you for you. You have to give us days. a quick.
2: I have a question for you, Brady. You have to give a report. Oh, you, you had your first ever Minnesota Juicy Lucy. What did you think?
1: Um, uh, you know uh, what bar did you guys go to and how late? was
2: it? We went to the North Loop in Minnetonka, and called the his burger was actually called the Juicy Loopy. Cause we're at the North Loop, and so he had his first ever Juicy Lucy at the mm-hmm. north loop called the north loop, called the juicy loopy and i'll let him go from there
0: um you know i will say the burger was very good the fries were very good um i will say the people around us were a little uh, a little rowdy i feel like is the best way to put it and in, in podcast form um <laughs> but yeah no the burger was very good the place uh was honestly like it was a nice little nice little bar down in uh down in minnetonka um and uh i thoroughly enjoyed my my drinks which i f- feel like came out every single every like every time it came out differently in my humble opinion but I I didn't mind like there was sprite in there like the sprite kind of overwhelmed it a little bit even though I feel like sometimes they gave me vodka sometimes they gave me rum sometimes they probably fished something else out of the back but it is what it is it all works the same so uh, I I gave the burger I believe did I say seven and a half or eight out of ten is that what yep, I said
2: you said the restaurant or bar you had gave like an eight and a half or nine out of ten we said the burger seven yep. and a half
0: yep yep yeah that's that still sounds about right. That's still yeah, I didn't even know there was cheese on that burger till it like uh, dropped off. In again, not honestly. on in. <laughs> oh well, like well, they came. It came off of it. I didn't know it was there until it was gone. So, all all in all, good experience at at the old North, North Loop, right? Is that North Loop? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of everything in the North Loop. I will tell you what, even though there's probably like fifteen people in there, a little bit of everything going on. <laughs>
1: um, and, and here's some news that Eric might be a little happy about. Um, the Penn State-West Virginia game just ended. West Virginia beat Penn State by 18 points uh, <laughs> his favorite player in all of college basketball eight had, had 8 points and 6 turnovers Um, I don't think I've seen Eric so happy in a while
2: on her best day she couldn't be Mara Braun. on her best day
1: but she did last year though wait yeah didn't she last year
2: <laughs> I'm sorry didn't she lose to her twice what about the Big Ten Tournament that's Wayland's fault.
1: And she's oh, still not scored
2: by Braun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you know the girl that you were talking about being terrible and all that earlier? Katie Denebier is scoring more points this year than Mar Braun.
2: How many more turnovers does she have her than her?
1: Probably about the same. I don't know. I, I didn't look at that. I would say about the same, probably.
2: Two Mar- or- I don't know if Mara has that. Mara don't ha- handle the ball that much.
1: All
0: right, Eric. Let's look
1: it up.
2: Are we doing the Gophers? <laughs> oh,
0: I thought uh, you meant I'm, the. I, you can look up more. I have Katie Nabeer's uh, uh ESPN stuff on mine. It's it's three point four, but obviously still a positive assist to turnover ratio. She has five assists a game. Hmm. I I 2. can just 6. I can just feel the. Or no, uh,
1: two point 5? six. One point five, two point six the last year.
2: What are you talking about, Brady?
1: Mara, mid Bram Mamba, Braun.
2: From Mamba. Turn north per game. Turn north per game, 1.50 per game.
1: Eric, White, or I mean, Brady, White, what is uh to shooting from the field? What's her field goal percentage? 53.8%. Wow, well, so she's just, Mara is just like a, Mara is just a product of high volume, because she's shooting less than 40% on the on the
2: year. Nah. How many she's shooting, a shot how many shots she take or... How many uh, what do you mean per av- hour uh, they don't have their average of per shot per game.
0: Um well Katie's shooting eleven point four shots a game and shooting fifty Mara, is,
1: Mara is shooting fourteen point three and averaging her field goal percentage is thirty nine she's
2: fifteen
1: point five and thirty nine point five percent. But she's also chucking threes. Jeez.
2: And a thousand percent from free throw range. She
1: well, that range is quite thin.
2: That? No, she has
1: not. Oh, oh, she's twenty-seven or twenty-seven. I could do that.
2: On she's two K. She just broke the Gopher record of thirty-four in
0: a row. Oh, oh! She's only taken twenty-seven free throws. Well, so Katie Denebier's is taking fifty-five. She's getting the line. I'll
2: tell you what, she's putting work over there. I'd love Mar Brown to get the call that Katie Denebier or Caitlin Clark get. I would love Mara Brown to get those. No,
0: calls. Noted, noted, a noted, a uh, noted player loved by officials. Katie Dennebrew of Drake University.
2: Just, just so we're clear. <laughs> I'm just saying, Marbron gets hit a lot. Well, she also um, jacks
0: a ton of threes. So.
1: Speak, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, free throws, here's a tidbit for those. Who of you who, who like um, random tidbits to throw into your uh, Christmas Cut trivia. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so my alma mater was speaking of free throws. My alma mater, um, they had a player uh, his sophomore year, or junior year, break the NCAA all-time all-division record for consecutive free throws made when he made uh, 95 in a row uh, over. That's
2: automatic. I think
1: yeah, he was he was automatic. Um the Vision 3 player of the year, two years ago. Uh, I was now playing professionally, so it's my my claim to fame that I am followed that by the by an NCAA record holder on Twitter.
2: I <laughs> am congratulations Thanks. Kelsey oh I think she's still I have Caitlin haven't path passed Kelsey Plum yet, has she? I don't think she cut. No. Past, no, so okay, so I'm followed by Kelsey Plum.
0: Why? That's just just wait, just wait. That's just wait till she goes crazy against the links one time. It's over for him. he had
2: 40 plus this last year against <laughs> the links, so don't worry. <laughs> uh,
0: I can only imagine what what was being said off that Twitter account of yours. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Man, oh man. You know, we're we gonna. <laughs> You missed, the, you
2: missed the better game. You, you saw a lot of good game, Brady. You missed the best games on Friday, though, in Minnesota. Like, watching Hopkins... Sur- and I'm sorry if you're listening, Hopkins. Watching Hopkins survive by one point after going scoreless the last five minutes of a game was a trip.
0: I'll tell you what, they bounced back pretty well the next day, though. Oh, they... Dumped. Brady left literally, like, with 10 minutes left in the game. He's like, this is over. Yeah, well, they were... Okay, so... I mean, I don't know how it happened because I was uh, talking to some of the Hortonville kids before they left Um, when that game started. um, But it was like a close game throughout most of the first half with Benilde, even without Kendall McGee and Olivia Olsen. Um, and then for whatever reason, like they just, Benilde just forgot how to inbound the ball. um, And they kept turning it over on inbound passes. And all of a sudden that seven point lead at halftime grew to like 35 in like the span of like eight minutes. And then you have Ava Cupido hitting step back threes. Uh, Lauren, uh, new oh, Kelly Boyle, sure. uh. <laughs> yeah her um she starts just ripping threes not even like barely looking at the rim not even hitting the like not even in the rim and all of a sudden i just look up and they're all by like 40 i'm like how the heck did this happen and i'm like all right i'm just going home i got a i got a four hour drive ahead of me and i have to work in like 10 hours i'm he, just gonna he, go ahead
2: and leave now he literally left after she wasn't even set for one lords have got it in the corner feet
0: weren't even fed to flung it up there <laughs> i'm like probably time to go yeah. Well she earned I tell you what, she earned Kelly Boyle's number with that one. I don't even know if this pod knows how so much you love Kelly Boyle, but I'm a big Kelly Boyle fan, uh for those who don't know. So shout, shout out to her and uh her where is she? UNC Wilmington. No, not Wilmington. Um Greensboro. Greensboro. I'm like she fell more in North Carolina. Yeah, there's too many D ones in North Carolina. But yeah, she's at that one, which is by default the best one because they have Kelly Boyle on their team. Fair.
1: But, Did you know that she's scoring
2: Eighty-nine
1: points a game, oh, 2.9 points a game, and has not made a free throw yet this year. She's over,
0: well, and she's shooting twenty-three
1: uh, percent from three.
0: Not getting enough shots. She's got to get in rhythm. It's true. She's only averaging two
1: three a game.
0: Yeah, she needs more. <laughs> Listen, I stand, I stand by. If she got more hey. shots in the in the four A state title game last year, Hopkins is the state title on, on in their banner or a banner in their uh, gym. Another I state say. title. <laughs> Yeah, another. Yeah, it's like they got actually, enough in
1: that bucket, Jim. Actually, to be fair, she is she is shooting 44% from beyond the arc. Straight yeah. buckets. She's made She's made 7 of 16. Straight buckets. The problem is when she walks inside the three-point line.
0: No, nah, we 25 don't need to range. talk about that. We don't got to talk about that. It's fine. Who cares? All the fun stuff yeah. happens behind the three-point line. Everyone knows that.
1: <laughs> right. And you can really tell that she doesn't really go inside the three-point line much because she shot zero for throws.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Also, um, another kid I really want to shout out, um, who, and, and a kid who I remember uh, bringing this up in the group chat, because I remember I was going through, I forget what I was going through, but I remember I came across Hadley Thal's name, and I just saw, like, her huddle highlights, and I'm like, I just, like, remember thinking to myself, like, and, and I put it in the group chat, too. I don't remember what it was, but I'm like, oh. how does this kid not have, like, P5 stuff? Like, how does she not have, like, P5 stuff going for her? Because this kid is, like, really good. And, honestly, the way about, she played... Are we talking about Boyle? Uh, no, Hadley Thal. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, her okay. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <her> <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is this is Hadley Thal. And I remember having this conversation, and, uh, you know, she might have played her way. And, uh, you know, a couple Power 5 offers or at least, like, serious interest this weekend with how she played against uh, De La Salle, because... I, I don't remember at least watching her in person, never be a kid who like really handles the ball for those North Thornton teams at the 16 year level, just because they had a lot of kids who could do that. Um, but she was really, really good for Alexandria team. And I had a, a couple people come up and ask what I thought about her. And I'm a big fan. So uh yeah, shout out Hadley for for being uh fantastic in uh in uh their game against Deal Sally, even though they came up a bit short because Anisha Scott had 36. <laughs> um <laughs> yep uh yeah i just wanted to specifically shout that one out because i have no idea when we're gonna actually get back to games here before us uh, before we get into some other stuff but just wanted to give that one a specific shout out because she was she was fantastic hatters is that is that her nickname hatters the, better than oh hadley yeah yeah it probably is honestly for being completely honest about it but yeah she was fantastic and uh yeah. Also, uh, Eric, what did you think about Hortonville? I talked about Providence in that game. I, I wanted, uh, granted, you were watching it in a very different lens than I was. <laughs> but now that you can look back, knowing that your team won that game, what 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 did you think?
2: Okay. Once again, I was literally cheering every time Michaela Warner touched the ball. I said, "Shoot I'm it." Hey, and Wilson. Well, I'm not done yet. I'm talking. I'm going through the
1: list. Michaela Warner. Are, went- aren't you media? Should you be cheering? <laughs> you should be unbiased.
2: Then she used my move and I was so proud of her. Brady even looked at me he's like, she did it again. That's all Brady said. He's like, she did it again. And she scored on it. I'm like, keep going to her. Feed the beast. Let her hit the three. Go ahead, Michaela Warner. And then afterwards when I said, saw that move, I'm like, I saw that move you used. She smiled and said, like, yeah, besties right there. She
0: didn't, she didn't say it like that. She didn't say it like that.
2: Well, anywho, she smiled <laughs> and said, yeah. And Brady's like, she remembers. So I'm like, fine. Yeah,
0: she, she remembers. I also can she forget how can she forget someone walking up to her during the middle of an elite camp when they're doing like like one-on-one like or two on two stuff and just in the middle of it, Eric just walks up to her and just like says, Hey, you should do this. I'm sure she's not gonna forget that for a long time, buddy. <laughs> Fair, but that shows that she's one of
2: my faves. And then Rainey was outstanding shooting. I'm going to say this, and Brady can confirm. I've said this off the pod. I said this to him that day. And Brady's gonna say it's not her game. Rainey at times had five foot two Beckett. I think Brooke Honecker's
0: He listed her at five six, which is crazy, by the way. Well, Brooke, okay.
2: Good <laughs> luck. But then you had so you had Brooke Honecker, who's not that much taller than Beckett. You had Beckett. These are small guards on Rainey, and Rainey is country strong. She did she, I mean, granted, she hit seven threes. I get it, but I was confused that they didn't try and post her up more. She easily could have bodied through the guard they were throwing at her. And if you would have done that, at some point you would have had to have switched Emma or Madden or even Hope onto her to put the muscle or the strength or the size on her if she was posting up. And that would have put mismatches other on the court. I know Brady says not, but I would love to see Rainey add like posting up smaller guards. It goes a long way for big, strong guards to post up smaller guards. But she was excellent, outstanding shooter. She she played with Madden for the, a long stretch of that game, kind of like toe for toe, tap for tag, going back and forth. I, I would say this. I wish she had the green light that she had in that game during the AAU season. But she's a lot more passive in AAU. She doesn't really pick her spots to kind of own it, which Brainy can own it. She showed in this game. So I say shoot more, like find your spots, find your light. But, like, um, who's,
0: who's going to take less shots on that Tartan team last year, though?
2: Like, who'd you be taking shots away ahead. from? She's now at all Iowa attack. Open <laughs> shots. Oh God. Um, but, no, but, I mean, that's my only thing with Rainey is, like, I she's so much more passive in AAU, and I'm like, go ahead, you're good, own it. Um, Cardin was a lot of, you know, kind of chaotic energy, really good defense, kind of attacking. Brady, what's the softball player's name? I'm not calling her a nickname. What's the softball hey, player? Hey, Lily. Hey, Lily. I liked her physicality like you had her on Madden for a while and it's it speaks volumes when someone can kind of match Madden like physicality for physicality like and not get kind of completely overwhelmed. So she was a good little defender. I just asked this earlier, Brady who went down with an injury earlier in the game. With So they lost like one of their starters so that kind of puts them behind the eight ball to start but. Fast paced team. I I mean, I would watch a five game series of Hortonville and Providence. So, but I said, shout out Michaela Warner using the move, hitting the threes, owning the paint. Uh.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was just curious to see what she said because he was not a fan of Hortonville during that game. That is not true. All I said was that that Providence had five players with
2: four fouls and Hortonville had one. Uh
0: Well, I will say, um, province is way more aggressive defensively than hortonville is for sure back it. um and, yeah back at throwing she's the makers makers out there he's giving up like a bunch of size to rainy how is she supposed to defend her without like rainy wasn't posting anyone up she was shooting over her the- okay <laughs> but you're not but that doesn't but that doesn't mean like that's the only place you're gonna follow us in the post though brooke i don't know
2: uh, maybe brooke is okay <laughs> 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 no
0: nah. yeah well um also uh I, I never like i never really thought about it in person like i it unreleased pod with with Tori Orline um that I have um hopefully I can get that up at, at some point relatively soon um but uh I'm always impressed by like how well she passes because that kid is such a willing passer and I and I remember talking to Eric bef- like during their game against Sox Center and I'm like I swear I watch her and like I'm like I think oh yeah like this is probably like a nice game she's having like 24 points like six rebounds six assists or something and then all of a sudden like the girl will come in like three hours later, and it's like oh yeah she had like 38 like like 13 rebounds and like 12 assists I'm like what where did this come from <laughs> and uh just being able to watch that in person was really cool because i mean i i think it's really interesting the dynamic that that she plays with um compared to like others like some of the other elite kids in in minnesota like um you know like an Aaliyah crump or a madden um or a uh you know a liv mcgill who are like super super intense and like super super like uh like you know energetic and you know, kind of fly up and on the court and then you just have like you know, Tori, who's, like, oh. kind of super pragmatic. Um, oh, he lost Mason. I'm sure he'll be back at some point. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, like, super pragmatic and, like, you know, not really always, like, blowing by kids, but just loves, like, throwing these offhand cross-court passes that just, like, go right where they're supposed to. Um, I always, like, I, I just got a real, like, you know, kick out of watching that. And, you know, that game was close early. And then, uh, you know, uh, cross Barrington kind of ran away with that one. They won by, like, 20 over a pretty good Sox center team. Um, So yeah, 2A uh, 2A seems very interesting to me. Obviously, that's probably the most talented with uh, uh, just individual talents in in 2A, which is honestly kind of crazy considering it's, you know, relatively, it's like the bottom half of like schools in terms of enrollment. Um, But yeah, uh, I had a blast there. So I don't know if there's anything else that you want to bring up with that, that whole weekend. Um, Shout out. Well, I said
2: 2A, I was going to ask, just ask Brady that I was like, I feel like if you look at the star power that 2A has, you have obviously... Madden, who's outstanding. Let's just get out of the way. The microwave magician, magnificent the man greenway. But you also having Tori both had triple doubles on Saturday, like triple doubles, and they made it look easy. Tori was one steal away
0: from a quadruple double. I'm pretty sure yeah. one steal. It was, I could be wrong. But then in the it's a top game, 10 to against a top 10 team in there. Um in the first in game last- of the day was
2: Albany versus Duluth Marshall. You had Alyssa Sand and Chloe Johnson, who both were outstanding. Alyssa Sand. I mean this with 100% honesty. She could probably start for St. Thomas right now. Like, they need everything she brings to them, and she was just outstanding and amazing. Albany looks r- really good, especially when she's playing at that level. They look really good. So 2A that in kid, Minnesota. That, that kid's got a chance to be an
0: all-conference all, all conference team in the Summit
2: League when it's all said and done. Like, I mean, a pretty good, pretty good shot, too. And then you look at all those, and then you add Addie Mack as Minnehaha min, 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 is, like, blowing through teams right now. So... Two A is loaded with talent in the state, and I love it because I would say there's more talent in Two A and Four A at least spread out in star power. Three A is kind of the star power is kind of at the top four, five, six ish teams, and after that, it's kind of a, I mean, poor Becker.
0: God, uh, is there is there anything uh you, you gotta ask us about our weekend still, Mason, or are we uh, about to clear this up and head over to some college stuff? Uh, is he still just hanging out on mute
1: over there
2: um yeah he's on mute so i'm not sure what he's doing
1: oh Uh, it must have when i came back um, after i accidentally clicked out must have just brought me back on mute automatically since it was already uh, recording or something um no we can move to college stuff uh why don't we move to Cameron brink stuff (laughs)
0: Let's <laughs> do it. I will have that oh, conversation. Hey, also, also, do you want do you want to start filling out the fantasy stuff too? Well, you got a chance. I lost I'm sh- right
2: third
1: place. place. You won Brady this week. Yeah, I was I, I was scoreboard yeah. watching, and you had like two kids who scored like fifty points.
2: <laughs> and I have
0: Cody McMahon.
1: <laughs> yeah, and my my I team mean, in total played nine games. So does
0: that mean I got three now? I'm I'm up three zero one.
1: You're up three to one. We'll officially do it next week, but. I'm I'm pretty but, sure you won by a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um okay. I wanna ask both of you this question first and ask it unbiased if possible. Or and answer it. Do you think that if you don't watch a game, you can really say what goes on during the game?
0: No, you at least probably um, need to know. Um, at least a little bit. I don't think you can I don't think you can
2: give like a full thing, but I think you can look at stats and like if you look at a team's like for example, if you look at a team stats and they're like thirty-eight turnovers, you're like, gee, I can have a feeling I know what happened here.
1: Okay. So your national player of the year
2: okay. pick mm-hmm.
1: Cameron Brink yep. scored ten points, six rebounds against Gonzaga.
2: In eleven minutes. she was
1: getting she was getting thoroughly outplayed in the first half. Reported by multiple different outlets. Okay. But yet, you you still think she's the national player of the year.
2: Okay. Because she was getting outplayed pretty much in the Duke game, too. And who shows up in the primetime? Mar Brown was getting outplayed in the first half of Minnesota, but who won the game? First half, great. She only played 11 minutes because she wasn't feeling well. So not feeling well. Kind of like the old Miss game. Because her last two losses, technically, came when she's coming out of illness not at hundred percent last year at Ole Miss was coming out of the hospital the day before getting. So I think that plays into her. Not more well, then still put up 10.6, but only played in 11 minutes. If you have a hundred percent Cameron help, Brink healthy and she plays 37, 38 minutes and still only puts up 10 and six and they lose by 18. Then yeah, she got outplayed dominate. I'll wait for a loss when she has it, when she plays the full game at hundred percent health and they lose and she either doesn't show up or they still lose. And she does show up. But it's kind of hard to hold it against her when she only played 11 minutes because when she went out, they were down two. And then they got outscored 16 in the in the third when she didn't play at all. Something tells me Cameron Brink affects the outcome if she's 100% healthy playing in that third quarter. They might still lose. I will say, I will say this. The same way I said about last, year's, last week's pod, and I'm not going to rehash it because I don't need to get yelled at again. <laughs> I will never say Gonzaga only won because Cameron Brink was sick. Gonzaga was good enough to win that game with Cameron Brink. It would be a different game. It would be a closer game. And the outcome may or may not have been different. Equal to the Providence-Banill's game may or may not have been different. But we'll never know because the injury occurred, the illness occurred. We don't know. All we can go off is the facts we know. So I will not say Gonzaga only won because of Cameron Brink's illness. I won't say that. I will just say it would have been a different game, if Cameron Brink is 100% healthy, play in the full game.
1: So are you, you're kind of saying, and tell me if I'm wrong, but for to be the player of the year, it's it's very important to be on a good team.
2: I don't say that. The world says that. Because if it was me, Rachel Bannon would have been the national player of the year in 2016. Gophers didn't make the NCAA tournament, so that was never going to happen. It usually typically goes to a player on the top, Five, six-ish teams. It's usually the best player on the top team in college basketball. Brianna Stewart won it for four years in college sports when she, the UConn won four titles in a row. Whether she was the best statistical player in the country, maybe not. But Brianna Stewart won it because UConn was the best and she was the best player on the best team. I think too often, if you are they, they usually go to the best one of the best player or the best player on one of the top three, four-ish, five-ish teams.
1: So if if you look at statistics and okay. you saw someone who who does average a little less, two points less than Cameron Brink, but gets about a rebound more per game as, and is in the top five rebounding, uh, has the same amount of assists per game, but is uh, shooting about a percent better than her at about 60%, um, but that player's team is undefeated. Why do you not think that that player um, doesn't deserve
2: the year? I wouldn't say they're not player of the year. I want to see who you're playing against because what I always okay. have said about so, what I said is so, who you're playing, who you're when, and also the big moments that you're coming up. Look how Cameron produced in the Florida State, the the Duke game. I haven't said like her her beating up on Yahoo's isn't going to help no one. But like, like just like a Caitlin Clark triple double against the Sisterhood of the Blind, like an LSU schedule doesn't mean much. It's the big games when you do them, when you show up, when you put you know put up in those games. So if that person's averaging those, but their team seven and zero against a Chicago State like schedule, no. If they're going against Indiana, that type of situation, I'm willing to have that conversation.
1: All right, so let's look at that. Uh, Cameron Brink gets Florida State nineteen and nine. Um against Duke twenty-nine and eleven and against IU twenty and seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh this player has also played Duke, um, was fifteen and fourteen. So, you know, not as good point scoring, but but had more rebounds. Yeah. Uh they also have played North Carolina, um, had sixteen rebounds, didn't shoot that much, only took five shots, didn't need to shoot that much because they blew out North Carolina. Um Against Maryland, twelve and seven. Again, same thing. Five and seven from the floor. Just didn't really need to shoot that much because they blew him out. Uh, against Notre Dame, twenty and fifteen. Four blocks. Uh, so conceivably, you know, it's it's a better better performance unless you're going to look at you have to score X amount of points to be considered National Player of the Year.
2: No, I mean that's. My thing is, here's my thing, and I've never said it's just Cameron stats. Once again, what I said was, and I'll stick to it, they came into the year expected to be not good. They weren't expected to be anywhere near the top of the Pac 12. They had all the transfers, everyone. So when I say, and I only compare to Caitlin Clark, let's be honest, Caitlin Clark probably is one of the front, front runners, and that's usually who you're going to compare to, anyone's going to compare to if they talk about National Player of the Year. Caitlin was a, came in on a top three, two or three le- ranked team in the state or in the country. Cameron came in number sixteen. Cameron was expected to have less help than Caitlin. Caitlin was always told she had more help. She was always expected to be the better team. So when Caitlin has a loss and Caitlin played the full game, Caitlin was the awful shooting in that game. One game, yes. And Cameron, to date, had not had a loss yet. She still does not have a loss where she was played the entire game fully, 100 healthy. I so can well, I, Owen, can I
0: add something quick? Just, no. just for context, no. I mean Stanford was picked as 16th. the third best team in the Pac-12, and sixteenth in the country.
2: Sixteenth in which, the country, yeah. which is well, not they like
0: got, bad. they got. Yeah, they got they got first
1: place votes in the preseason bowl by both coaches and media, so it's not like they were projected seventh or something. They, they
2: were sixteenth in the top twenty-five, and no but one's going to win national player that's not of the year. Bad. It's not it's bad, not, but you're not. No one's winning national player of the year on the sixteenth ranked team.
1: Yeah, but that's just also the preseason poll. LSU was ranked number one preseason. That was hilarious. That was their own stupidity. UConn, U- UConn <laughs> was ranked second.
2: I didn't Ohio State ranking, was ranked seventh. I'm Indiana expe- was ranked ninth. The expectations coming in were that Stanford were going to, if you looked at Stanford, it was going to be worse than Iowa. To the date, Stanford had not been worse than Iowa. I mean, In my opinion. In my opinion. Pretty much the same, really. They could have been. I mean, once again, I stand by Cameron has not had a game where she played the entire game and they lost. Well, it's because but they haven't lost yet. They, didn't, they did not win. Well, I mean, they, they, or, did, they, did, they did not did lose justice. only because Cameron got Cameron got injured. I won't say that, but Cameron does not have a game where she played the entire game and they've lost. That's all I will say. I will keep it fair. She has a loss. She hasn't had one where she played 100% healthy or the whole game for that matter.
1: I really hope the Minnesota Lynx draft McKenna Marisa this year for you. <laughs> we have number
2: seven. I don't think we need we don't need another shooting guard. We need a point guard or a big. So it's either oh gonna god, be cardosa. Really gonna be Cardoza or oh Amor.
1: <laughs> Undrafted free agent, McKenna Marisa.
2: No, thank you. I will I will get rid of my feeling tickets in a hurry. Oh god, that's so funny. What if they that's... also
1: what if they drafted Cameron Brink, but then also Picked up Mickey and Marie. So would you still get rid of
2: them? No, because Cam, Cam Brink, I have to meet her, but she's not going to the draft this year. She's coming back. Oh God! <laughs> and then they're going to come. So up, they're going to so come and they're going to come and play at the barn next year for New News home game, and I get to meet her.
0: I think they're just going to have extra to me security me. for that game. They
2: better. <laughs> they better. I
0: love you know you're now you get players, to meet buddy. her. Congratulations! <laughs> just what now? You just put yourself on a list. Congratulations. No, I love Camera <laughs> Brink. I just want to meet her because she's like, I said, she's my favorite
2: non-gofer in the country.
1: How do you oh, know fair. that you're going to be able to meet her, though?
2: Listen, I'll use my media pass that day. I'll be like, I'm media with Junior all I'm coming to practices. Or that or Alexis will be there to meet noon. and I'll be like, Alexis, I'm part of the Hopkins staff. Get me on the bus.
0: Oh man. Oh man.
2: Yeah, so the, uh, who was the player you were talking about that played Duke and North Carolina. It wasn't a South Carolina player yet.
1: Yeah, it was. It was Cardoso.
2: She didn't have fifteen and four. Didn't she only have like fifteen and did she have six rebounds, I thought, against Duke? I thought she only had six rebounds.
1: Uh no. Oh. Huh? I could be Uh, talked into
2: Cardoza being National Player of the Year. No, no. Duke, she had had
1: 15 and 14.
2: South Carolina's fantastic. I could be talked into that.
1: Hmm. I only play 20 minutes in every game, too, and still grabbing 15, 16, 14 rebounds.
2: That's because they're, they're, I mean, at this point, how about we give them the title and just say, let's play for a second.
1: Yeah, (laughs) what I said, blowout against Maryland. I couldn't say that this team beat them by 40. <laughs>
0: By 40. Oh man. Man, oh man. Oh, All right. are, are we are we off this camera Master, stuff now? Are we done?
1: Yeah, Master Brady. What's next?
0: Oh I haven't Do I get my go for five minutes now or no?
1: Oh yes. Well,
0: sure. Go for it. As long as long as you're not just shitting on Katie denver We're talking about the star of the game, so no, we're good.
2: Well, Listen, not off to a great start. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to a few people around there because once again, I when I'm wrong, I will admit I am wrong. Mostly, Janae Sanders shut me the hell up in this Drake game. When I asked Brady, when I saw that a Maya battle fouled out with five minutes left to go in the fourth, I would have packed it up. I'd have left the arena if I was there. I'd have been like, "There's a loss. We're done. Like, get out. Like, it's going to be ten thousand turnovers."
1: You would not have left
2: hundred percent, I would have if she would have fouled out. Mm-mm. If Maya would have fouled out, and <laughs> all of a sudden Janae Sanders comes up, I'd have been like peace. But I have to give her a shout out. This is the first game and first time as a Gopher where I can see that she is a fifth year senior, where she had that experience, where she, it almost like because she, I don't know, she like honed in more and knew like you, you're not playing with the bench, you're not playing in a thirty point cushion you need to play smart starting with i mean she came in gave good effort the steal was beautiful i mean she just read it beautifully the play, the player stopped dribbling and she just stole it and went up for the layup fantastic she was passing she knew in the overtimes you knew exactly who to get the ball to we'll get to her in a second because that damn queen deserves some love um mallory hired double double You had, you know, Sophie Hart, big buckets. Like she was rocking Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Grace GG came up huge with some big threes, playing a lot of minutes. Just that starting five, outstanding, (laughs) all in double figures. Now let's talk about her. The Bron Mamba, the queen, the legend. Her stat line is historic. The first time since 2009, And that means Brandon Stewart didn't do it, Caitlin Clark hasn't done it, Rachel Banham hasn't done it.
1: This sounds like a very cherry-picked stat. What's coming up?
2: 50 (laughs) minutes in a game scoring over 30 points and zero turnovers. People turnovers happen like that, where you just one bad pass, a charge, anything. Playing the entire game of an intense physical back and forth game, 50 minutes. Mara Braun had zero turnovers. That is a legend. Not since 09 has someone played 50 minutes and scored over 30 and had less and had no turnovers. Mara Braun was not losing that game. And this is not a knock on anyone else. This is just a statement. Mara Braun was the best player in that arena and it wasn't close. She was unstoppable. And so, and also, Dear Big Ten, um, last time I checked, even though she had nine points in the previous game, she still averaged 21 for the two games last week. How was she not on the honor roll, at least, of Big Ten Player of the Week? She averaged more than all the three honor roll players you had and the player who won Player of the Week. She averaged more than all of them and did, once again, something historic that none of them have done. Give her a shout out. That was ridiculous that she wasn't on there. That's my two cents complaining for
1: Mara Braun. Here's here's another, there was another record-breaking performance as well that Eric didn't mention in in the Minnesota Drake game. Uh, He mentioned that Mara had done that, or no one had done that since 2009, but did you know a Drake player had done something that no one had ever done before? No player before Katie Denebier had scored 30 points while shooting 10 of 17 from the floor on December 2nd before.
0: (laughs) He
2: should have probably shot it instead of turning it over right before before it went into overtime. Because I went back to look. I I knew who Janae Sanders stripped for that ball. It was Denebier.
0: I I also just want to add, you know, how oh, okay? So when are these official like weeks? So was the Stony Brook game considered part of the week? Stony Brook was not It's it's Monday. Okay. It's Monday. It. That's fine. Yeah. Um. You know. You do say how many points did she average last week? Tomorrow, Long, last week. 21. So she scored thirty-three in that game against Drake, meaning that that average had to you know drop heavily somewhere, right? So you know logically, you know it's you know nine a nine-point-three rebound three. Three is this game in a thirty-three minutes a is not exactly and a Where
1: win. Three of twelve from the floor. Good gosh!
2: <laughs> still a win. still a win.
1: Yeah, she but she was have- one of nine from deep. Come on, you can't shoot eleven percent from young
2: okay, New York and win so the win week. So that one being held again, but her one. Let's be honest. Um, no, I I don't know if I'll get you guys to agree with this. No matter what had happened, if that if her name and the exact same stats was Caitlin Clark, she would have been player of the week. A thousand. Cleo Clark,
0: Clark would not score nine points in a game. Yeah, she, she would
1: not only have two or three assists
2: a game. How'd she do against Kansas State? She got two for sixteen. That's about as bad as one for nine.
0: Well, yeah, it's pretty
2: pretty rough. But what I'm saying know, is, that, I'm not but Mara Braun, like her one game historic 50 minutes in a double overtime game against a very quality opponent that especially who won it with Celeste Taylor, who's like she had one game, Ohio State had one game and she had sixteen points and ten rebounds against a joke of a Tennessee team. Without working, they thought, Jeff-
0: the thought of way higher though than Draker.
2: I said, but she, all three of the people they had on the honorable mention, Marbron averaged more than them. Marbron at least needed, you should have had her at least on the honor roll for the one performance. I don't care if you want to use the first week, but that one outdid everything,
1: right? But, but you also have to realize that, like, you know, in during if you're looking just at the week, if you're if you're wanting to just Just, look solely at the week that she had. Yeah, she scored 33 points in one game. That's pretty good. That might have been, you know, the second or third biggest output of of the week. I don't know what Caitlin Clark scored, but, you know, I'm sure she probably scored more than 33 points in one of her games last week. Who knows? Who cares? But, like, she also only averaged three and a half rebounds and three and a half assists a game. If you look at the weekly honor roll, you know, One player's on there that averaged a double-double. One player's on there that scored almost 20 points a game and shot 80% from the floor. The other girl that's on there scored 18.5 points, grabbed 8.5 rebounds, and averaged eight assists per game, uh, including a twenty thirteen game, which arguably could be looked at as better than Mara Bronze's game. Uh, And then, obviously, um, Celeste Taylor, you know, had a really good game against Um. Tennessee. I, but what?
2: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I I
1: I had a really good game against Tennessee. So I think you have to look at more than just scoring. I, as as you've mentioned before,
2: you do. And to me, I think you have to look at intangible. Like there's things that are more, go more beyond the box score. Like Marbron literally scored all nine points of the team's nine points in the first overtime. That's, big she scored 14 points total in the two overtimes it's coming up with clutch buckets it's staying and playing the full 15 minutes did any of the four on the there have zero turnovers in a game no all of them had turnovers granted what their stats are it's it's just to me it's like they her ability that she took over that in a close game they were down 11 with seven minutes left to go and she took over and that should be this the nuance of it like that's I said I I still stand by if her name was Caitlin Clark should have been named player of the week no matter if the exact same situation exact same parts or not say parts that's a weird way of saying it (laughs) exact same stats and type of game she would have been player of the week I don't know if they just maybe because Gigi got freshman of the week which 100% deserved she's on the track for freshman of the year or at least a real strong candidate for it go Gigi
1: Yeah, Definitely. I don't I don't I I I don't think that she would have been named player of the week because she already didn't get player of the league player of the week um you know one week when she did average those numbers. Um because she didn't win it two weeks ago. So and it's not like she's won it every single week and, and her stat lines have, have essentially been pretty much the same every week.
0: I also, uh, I also feel like Eric's just putting on the gopher blinders for this. I think so. No. I, I think so.
2: I didn't, I didn't make up that she did it since not first player to do it since '09. I didn't make that
0: up. I, I, I think, I think the Caitlyn, if caitlin Clark does this, she's player of the week is definitely putting the gopher blinders on a little bit
1: because she didn't win player of the week that that week when they played Drake. And she scored 35 points, grabbed six rebounds, got 10 assists, and had seven steals. Now, of course, they also that week lost to Kansas State, but she scored 24 points in that game.
2: Yeah, but Mara didn't lose this week. So there, you just yeah. said why Caitlin didn't win it. Caitlin had a loss. Mara didn't have a loss. Well, neither did Solis. I,
1: either. I, I, yeah.
2: <laughs> <She played. laughs> that's fine. I said that. I'm, I was just shocked that she wasn't. I'm not saying she should have gotten player of the year we, or player of the week not even on the honor roll like that type of performance you're like ah oh, common sense that's easy to there,
1: do your fandom for mara braun is overshadowing you being more excited about grace winning freshman of the week i think
2: i love me some grace she put in freshman of the year i told yeah, her also,
0: yeah also shout out uh grace for getting getting back to where we kind of know at least in wisconsin where we know that that kid can really shoot it um so yeah, really, really good for her because that kid is uh definitely way better than she had shown going into this week, and obviously this uh this uh, last week was definitely a return to form for her. That at, at least people in Wisconsin know she can she can uh she can be. So yeah, she I, was rather fantastic.
2: Highest going scoring output by a Big Ten freshman to date.
1: Yeah, I'm actually. Um. Like, I, I feel like Grace would have been over Mara on, you know, there was a fourth player on the weekly honor roll. I feel like Mara would have been, or Grace would have been in front of Mara. Just looking, you know, fully at statistics. Like, yeah, Grace scored two points less, but, but also was able to grab more rebounds and also had more assists from her wing spot.
2: I'll I'll live with Mara Braun taking the shots in the overtime that she did. I love Grace, but I'll take I'll live with Mara Braun doing what she did.
1: Yeah, I'll live Grace with Grace doesn't Grace doesn't shoot thirty percent during the week.
2: Didn't she shoot two for nine in the Drake game? Who didn't she? Wasn't she two for nine in the Drake game? We I mean, had a big one late to get him within two, so Janae Sanders could get the steal. Oh, oh from three. I think he's two for nine from the three that day, wasn't she?
0: Yep, that's
2: exactly what she was. I'll take. Yeah. I'll Mar can just do it this week. She can dominate Kentucky, dominate Purdue, and then maybe she can win it next week.
0: She won't dominate Purdue. Purdue's going to win, even though they're not very good. Oh God, this is going to be so fun.
2: <laughs> no, <it's like laughs> I'm, you said they're not good, and I'm confused. Like they're one. Like they beat Texas A&M, who looks a lot better. They're seven and one, only losses to Purdue. I feel like yeah. they are pretty good.
1: Um.
0: It's
2: going to they be a slugfest. I think they're both they going to be look, bo- they're both going to like defense the hell out of it. So I think it's going to be a slugfest.
1: They look good when they're making shots. It, I mean, you could say this for a lot of teams. They look really good when they're making them, their shots. But they look really bad when they're not. The past three <laughs> games when they've played Southern Indiana, Dayton, and Valpo, they've made their shots. And actually, the win at Dayton was a pretty solid win um, because they were able to. Uh, Win that game without many players really shooting the ball well. They had two kids that made two three points or two three pointers. Um, Wait, they had two kids who each made three three pointers, but other than that, no one else really made any shots uh, and they still found a way to win on the road. Um, You know, it was Dayton and they're a little down this year, but still. Um, So they have looked a little bit better, but yeah, defensively, they're very, very solid. You know, they make a few more shots in both the Florida-Georgia game, and they win both those games. So but, it might
2: be like a UConn game where it's like 23-26 at half.
1: It could be, yeah, or a Vermont game. Vermont has been playing a couple of those games like that uh, the past couple of games. I saw the other day they were ahead at half, two. I think it was Holy Cross. Um, At half, it was 20-20. to 20. Oh, good Lord. And the final score was, I think, like 46-44 to 44 or something something like that, like mid-40s. And the game before that, they were up at half. They played Dartmouth the game before they are up at half, 21-11. to So they're not scoring the ball very well. And I don't think there were any points at that Dartmouth-Vermont game scored in the last four minutes of the game either, which is kind of nutty.
2: Sounds like a Hopkins game on Friday. Oh,
0: Lord. Uh, he's trying to get himself in trouble this week it's very yeah very i'm not i
2: point. love everyone parents leave me alone
0: not uh, too late you already dug your hole you can you can you can uh you can just sit in there for for the week and just see what happens but uh is there any what what else do we got this week what what other uh what other topics do we got i'm sure we got something don't we i
2: feel like we had something i don't know Big 10 was pretty much – everything pretty much was chalk around this country. There wasn't anyone that like was like – I mean, UConn looks rough. Texas looks good. South Carolina looks good. Nothing much changed there. I mean, it's kind of – you're seeing teams suffer injuries, and they're struggling at this point. Big. I mean, to be honest, I mean, you look at Big 10, I think teams like maybe Illinois – Michigan, maybe like some of them, maybe weren't as good as we were expected them to coming in. They maybe come down a little bit. Teams like Michigan State, Penn State, maybe are better than people were expecting. Wisconsin is what we expect them to be. But
1: yeah, Brady, I mean, the oh. Big Ten, I think, is better this year. I think than it was last year overall. If you look at the whole picture. Obviously Northwestern's not gonna be as good this year. Um, but there's only one team in the Big Ten right now that's under five hundred. Like the only team under five hundred is Northwestern. Um and and you know, they haven't really played a bad schedule. Like their three three of their losses are um to uh Notre Dame, Florida State, and Belmont, who are, you know, pretty good teams. Um and then they lost to Loyola, which not a great loss. Um, but you know, the second worst team in the Big Ten is sitting at five and three, I think it is. Um, and you've got a lot of a lot of teams with good wins. Uh, obviously, there's no undefeated teams right now, um, but you've got six teams with one loss. Then you've got another three, I think, with two losses. Um And so I think it's it's a lot better this year. I think Michigan State's better than people expected. Uh, obviously, they haven't necessarily played anyone, um you know, with a pulse yet. Um, I mean, other than Creighton, and, and they obviously lost to Creighton. Um, but other than that, you know, they will kind of really see what they are going to be this year this Saturday because they play Nebraska Uh, and Nebraska is obviously, you know, not the top of the big 10, but they're a very good middle of the pack big 10 team. Um, And then, you know, so Michigan state could be looking, you know, if they beat Nebraska to go into 2024, sitting with just one loss because their next big 10 game doesn't come until the very end of December. Um, But yeah, I think, it's probably not as strong at the top this year because I think Indiana is obviously down a little bit. Michigan's not what they they once were. Ohio State, uh, you know, is, is down a little bit as well. Um, but I think the Big Ten's going to be pretty, pretty strong because, you know, you have Illinois, you have Purdue, you have Nebraska, you have, you know, even Penn State who's gotten off to a really good start this year. And you've got Minnesota – You know, they're all sitting right in there at, you know, five and three, six and two, seven and one-ish. And all of them have, you know, some tough games coming up in the next week, two weeks. So we'll kind of start to see who's going to separate themselves from the pack.
2: Well, and to be honest, in terms of the Big Ten, teams like Purdue, Minnesota, Michigan State, Nebraska, Michigan, like, and probably Illinois, those six, like, that's the middle of the pack there and those are the games you have to win if you're going to like be because come NCAA tournament time if we get seven in the Big Ten in you know the top four whatever top five whatever and then it's going to be like well okay who of these next four beat who like you know those head-to-heads are going to be big in terms of Big Ten tournament seeding and stuff like that that's like you know the Minnesota Purdue one the even though it's the very first conference game it's a big one for both teams because it's the only time they play, both are expected to be middle of the pack. It could come into play in terms of NCAA tournament. It could come, you know, in terms of a, a Big Ten tournament, all that. So, I mean, those are the teams, that, that middle of the pack, you're going to want beat to beat up each other. And then the ones at the bottom, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Northwestern, just don't lose to them. I guess Penn State would be in that middle pack, too.
0: Huh. Wow. Wow, you actually think that Penn State's not like the worst thing to ever happen to the Big Ten? I'm They'll just make pressed. it better when we beat them. Yeah. See, so you have oh, one man. player, one
2: player, only kill Marisa. Yeah, missed eight points tonight, more she had less than Mara had against Norfolk State.
0: Against uh, the the people that uh you know were coached by Don. That's what I'm telling you. Donnie ago. P
2: is ready. If she can if people that were just coached by her a year ago
0: can beat him, we ready. Oh man. Man, oh man. You know, is what well is there anything else we got this week?
2: Or is this about it? Is, I think that's about it for now. Well, we have all the tournament stuff we got too. Unless you want to talk about more people, Brady saw a lot of Minnesotas.
0: Oh god. I mean, there is like so many people that, that I saw that like I don't see that often just because they're from Minnesota, um, but I thought Minnetonka looked awesome for one. Uh, I, I don't think we talked about them, but I mean, they played White Bear Lake and they kind of they kind of boat raced them pretty quick, um, but I thought they looked really good. Um, I know Eric had picked them to win 4A um, on his uh, $50 bet that he had. Um, honestly, they looked like the best 4A team that was there, in, including Hopkins, who looked really, really good against, uh, you know, a down-tooled Benilde. Team, but I didn't see the day before, so I can't talk about how rough they look. But every from everyone that told me what they saw, they said they looked a little rough. Um, looked a little rough in the first half against Benild, but kind of ran away with it. Um, but yeah, Minnetonka looked fantastic. Um, St. Michael Albertville looked really, really good still. Um, Kale Jonkey played really well. Ja'Kale Craft Claf- Jake Craft was really good. Um, and then you had a couple other kids too that played really well. Uh, Abby Hazleton, um, Ava House as well. But obviously, without a kid like Tessa Johnson, you kind of don't have that um kind of you know one kid offense you can kind of trust to you know kind of lead you to a state title so I mean Aaliyah Crump is kind of that kid now in Minnesota um so I thought that was you know I I don't think he looked wrong last weekend picking them um man who else I mean Anisha Scott I mean I feel like we can talk about Anisha Scott's game I mean I know I brought up that she scored 36 but but she was fantastic her and Jordan that one-two punch
2: was amazing
0: yeah, they were, they were really good. They had a couple other kids that were pretty solid, too, that I can't remember off the top of my head. But I mean, that's what happens when you beat a team like Alexandria. You have a lot of kids that play well, and especially with the, with the run that they kind of um, took from Alexandria to kind of get back into that game. They uh, did, did very well. Um, yeah, Kate Amelot, like, like, uh, like we talked about before, had a great game against uh, Rosemont. Uh, Sophie Hawkinson played really well in, in that game, too um i'm trying to remember uh i mean the Ramwall uh all the rambles take your pick um all played pretty well um in, in that one and uh try and, and and a kid that i have always been a fan of um in ava thompson i feel like always just kind of figures out ways to win games um regardless of whenever i see her i i feel like she's kind of undervalued i don't know if she's a if she wants to play basketball in college uh-huh. or what the deal uh-huh. is that sounds about right yeah that that kid is just a oh not winner I've been a big fan of hers ever since I saw her actually at that event last year for for Rosemont um uh, yeah I mean outside of that like I I, I'm pretty sure that's that's about it I mean obviously there's a whole bunch of kids that played there that I didn't even get to see for a full game um but yeah those ones especially he's just got um kind of a kind of really really good (laughs) and uh really really impressed with her and and that deal style team and uh, honestly like even when benold's fully healthy i would say that there's still a lot of competition for them i i'd say i'd say that's the most competitive class in minnesota would that be fair to say
2: eric did not say anything i love everyone i'm
0: asking you i'm asking you a question is is that like the most competitive at the top is 3a would you say i would say no i mean for
2: sure i think you have i mean to be honest with the one that i thought would give them the most trouble like stewartville has not looked ready to be a championship contender delano looks good and they have to and benilde has to get past delano in sections and we saw last year that's not exactly and once again they will never get not never they're not getting kendall back this year you're getting olivia back you're not getting kendall back this year so that's what the one piece you're adding very good very wonderful will affect the outcome of the games she's lovely she can take over just saying but I think what I told Brady a bunch of times is why I keep talking about Jordan Johnson is there's no one in 3A that has a Jordan Johnson. And I, like ask Brady, she's so active for a post player, but she's big and strong and can breathe. And that is where I'm thinking that they can maybe get a Benilde or get a Delano or I'm trying to think who else in that class. I'm blanking right now. It's really just Benilde and I'm scared of the rest. Um, no, but it's Benilde. Who Selle? else? Delos, Delos, Like Deal Delos, who?
0: Alexandria looked pretty good.
2: Alexandria, I mean, you have Hadley there. And like uh, once again, Hadley is kind of a matchup nightmare for anyone. You don't really have a good matchup for her. But I, I would say, like, D.L.A. South, right there knocking on the door. So if you're Benilde and you're not coming in 100% healthy, 100% on your game, or they can rattle you a little bit, or like Jordan just gets going and you have to throw doubles and then their shooters are open. It's not a walk in the park for Benilde. I still pick them to win the title. I still pick Benilde.
0: <laughs> I will say watching um, you know, the second half of that game where Presley was Presley Watkins, that is, um, was definitely under the weather. Um, watching her kind of sit like super uncomfortably, like you could tell she was like not feeling great next to two kids in Olivia Olson and Kendall McGee, who are already hurt. I don't know if you can have more injury like bad luck, um, than uh, or just you know, health bad luck than the Middles had this year. Um, I would, I would be hard pressed to, to think that there is a, a team with that many, uh with that many kids that are that good that are injured around the country, which I think is uh just super unlucky, but yeah, outside of that, that's probably where, where, where it ends for me. But uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I really love those breakdown events, man. They're, they're very fun. I wish there was more of them in Wisconsin, but alas, there's not. So, <laughs>
1: Um, Brady, the last question that I just posed to you in our group chat, can you No, no, me? we're um, not doing this. We're no nope,
0: nope. <laughs> nope. Eric can if he wants. <laughs> I
2: love everyone. All teams are equal. We have no favorites.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> all right. I is this is this where we wrap it up then? Is this it? It is. All right. Well, appreciate y'all sticking with us. Um Yeah, I, I don't even know. We're we're done. <laughs> we're we're done here.
1: <laughs> this this was kind of a
0: a cluster F of a podcast. but That's it's pure your content. content. That's what, yeah. Hey, hey, also, also, also going to have a, a lot of fun uh, uh, tomorrow. Got Nina and Arrowhead coming to Arrowhead tomorrow. Um, so that's, you know, Natalie Cuso and Bell going head-to-head of like arguably the three best scorers in the state and all those in both those teams have kids who can really score it. So it has a chance to be a, a barn burner. So to say I'm excited about that game and going to it is probably an understatement. So,
2: I love everyone equally. Thank you.